his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Good afternoon. It's Friday. Hallelujah for the weekend. We're going to talk to Rob Sampson in just a moment, but let's get Jack in Colchester. And hi, Jack. Hi, Todd. I was just calling in to... uh, say that i agree with their previous caller on t2 aaron uh, i think he made a lot of really good points and um if, if it wasn't for trump uh we'd be wouldn't be talking about the Santos at all we'd be talking about the andrew gillum uh governorship in florida so um i think that he's uh, essential to the new direction that the party's headed well i and- think he is in terms of what he did but i don't see him in a position to uh, take a winning position moving forward because of this i mean we've seen him now ruin two senate cycles and we see him looking to hurt desantis and you know trip up candidates who who might be emerging but i don't see how it's i don't see how it's necessarily ruining a senate cycle um the senate is still in play and uh we have the house now the investigations can go forward that durham has set the table for in court this whole time mm-hmm. and uh i think there's 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 partnerships happening between certain senators and congressmen and Trump affiliated, you know, uh, representatives or Trump himself. Like he definitely, uh, I was never a Republican before. I would never, I'm a millennial. So Mm -hmm. I was eligible to, I was eligible to vote for George W. Bush, John McCain or Mitt Romney before Trump. And like those, none of those are appealing at all. Uh, I think he really put the Republican party on a, uh, direction for success and i think we gotta you know stay the course and he's the man <laughs> thank you for that jack it's good to get your opinion and it's nice to have millennials voting republican well there he goes let's talk to i i there there are people in connecticut who are republicans who win and rob sampson is one of them just reelected to the state senate from wolcott hello there rob Hello there, Todd Feinberg. Great nice to, to have you here. Veterans Day. We've been and we will continue to talk uh, after we get done with you, Rob, about what's going on with Trump. And, and um, so we've been talking about that. And I don't mean to pull you into that conversation. I just wanted to let everyone know we will uh, continue once you're done. And we can talk about whatever you want in terms of what you think is top of mind for people to understand after this election. Do you have any guidance for folks or uh, words of wisdom to calm nerves? 
Yeah, sure. I've been doing my own uh, thinking and analyzation of what's gone on in the state of Connecticut and nationally, and certainly the Trump conversation is important and plays a big role. Um, I think in Connecticut there are some other issues, though. I think that the number one issue is that the Republican Party's identity in the state of Connecticut is um, very vague at this point. Uh, you have candidates uh, across the political spectrum calling themselves Republicans. You have candidates that are wildly pro-life and other ones that are actually taking the Democrats' jargon, you know, protecting reproductive rights when they actually mean abortions on demand up until birth, uh, and still calling themselves Republicans. I think that's a very difficult thing to do. You have significant candidates on the on the uh, top of the ticket, and, uh, you know, I don't really want to uh, call out Bob Stefanowski. I thought he ran a, ran a better campaign than he did four years ago, but I, I think it's a mistake to lead your case to win an election based on saying that you're the same as Ned Lamont on subjects like, uh, you know, abortion and gun control. Um, and, I, and I think it, it, it weighed on a lot of our candidates. You need two things, Todd, to, to win an election as a candidate. You either need a strong brand behind you that you can identify with and that voters can identify with, and then they will know where you're coming from, or you have to have a strong identity yourself. And um, I've been able to be successful. I won by a huge margin. I won by almost 20 points in my election. Wow, um, that's and great. I, and I, I attribute that to running a strong campaign and building my own identity in my district. We had a lot of good new candidates running, amazing, phenomenal candidates. But I think it's very difficult to start from scratch and build an identity when you don't have the brand behind you, no matter how good you are. I can think of a lot of people that uh, ran the first time this time, and they, they knocked on a lot of doors. They were phenomenal candidates, um, but they just didn't have time to build themselves up. And you combine that with uh, all of this early voting. You got people voting a month ago uh, before those campaigns even took off. So what is you, the difference between what you do? Is it just that you've, had, you've been in office now for uh, how long has it been? Is it a decade? Uh, yeah, I was in the House uh, for four terms beginning in 2011, and this is my third term in the state Senate now. Yeah, so so you've got you've got your own machinery in place of knowing who your voters are and having contact with them, and and they understand how you think, and you explain to them why you do what you do and what the conclusions are, you know, what the the mental processes are that get you to where you end up, which is a a very liberty based constitutional kind of place, which is wonderful, but is that transferable to other people? And if so, how do we get other people to adopt it? Right. Well, I think that, uh, you know, when it comes to political candidates and campaigns, where they stand on issues is actually not the most primary uh, function of getting elected. I wish it was, Todd. Trust me when I tell you. I, I, I want uh, to live in a, a representative republic where the voters are constantly holding their elected officials accountable and demanding the type of policy positions that uh, you and I would agree with, a small government, a constitutional uh, system. Um, but I, I don't know that that really matters, because you'll see candidates all across the spectrum in both parties who are successful. Because You're saying it doesn't matter in terms of winning. Right. Well, and of course, if you're a Republican candidate, it does not matter whether you're Donald Trump or Mitt Romney. You're going to be vilified by the left as if you're Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, you know, th that's what they do. They, they turn everyone into some radical extremist. That was the tagline my opponent used against me over and over again, very ineffectively, because um, I have an identity and he didn't. Um, and the thing is, you know, I'd love to teach many more candidates to have their own brand and their own mm -hmm. identity for their success. 
But the important thing for our republic and for Connecticut is that the Republican Party actually has a brand and an identity that people uh, want to buy. Uh, and that's what we have to work on in the state. And you can't have a Republican Party that doesn't have an identity, is not clear on the issues, where the voters are confused. But that has to do with uh, people running, I guess, uh, as statewide as that person you're talking about. So, so Ron DeSantis, if you listen to his rhetoric, he's very good at establishing parameters about who we were, who we are, and he makes them into something that they have to defend. And I think we saw this from Yunkin in Virginia as well, that he was able to pick issues that that differentiated Republicans from Democrats in a way that was very positive for Republicans. Are you talking about things like that? Absolutely. I mean, the Republican Party should stand for small government, low taxes, uh, defending constitutional uh, rights, and Second Amendment. Um, and I don't know that we do in every case. We, we have elected people that uh, vote against those things on, on a pretty regular basis. Uh, and it's a tremendous frustration for me. I know that the Republican Party can't operate like that in the legislature because we don't. We're all over the place. Imagine the situation, Todd, like 2017, where you have the uh, Republicans actually stick together, pass a budget, and really put the Democrats on their heels because the Democrats are completely disorganized. But then the next thing happens, which is Malloy vetoes that budget, so we have to go back to the drawing board, and half of the Republicans just join the Democrats and pass the so-called bipartisan budget. Uh, with the same budget, by the way, that bailed out the city of Hartford for $550 million and eliminated the property tax credit and so forth. And today, there are Republicans running for high office in this state claiming victory because they voted for that budget. Mm -hmm. But, you know, imagine somebody like me. I led the fight against that budget. How do I go out there, support those people, number one, and how do we have a combined identity, a unity, a brand that we can say the Republicans across the board stand for something when our people in our own party are completely divided? Yes, because that, that, so leaves, that leaves voters. I mean, the real question is how can voters discern what a Republican is if the Republicans are all over the place and don't represent something cogent that uh, they can wrap their arms around and hang on to? Right. And, you know, and to bring Trump into it, I think, uh, you know, the Trump question is really about the notion of a candidate that has his own identity. The thing is, the Democrats have been very, very good about trying to take Trump's identity and put it on every Republican, which is why every candidate for any office from dog catcher on up to U.S. Senate is, you know, quizzed repeatedly about where they stand on Trump and the 2020 election yes. and so forth. Because they feel like they, that's, that's something they can get one over on these Republicans. Mm -hmm. Republicans have to, have to go back to telling people and telling the press, look, you know, this elections are not about people or identities. They're about ideas. And I want to talk to you about the ideas that I have to move the country forward. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I want to hear so well. from, from uh, yeah. people running for president. Hang on. Rob Sampson is here. He's the... State Senator from Wolcott. We will take a break. We'll talk to Rob, and then we'll take some phone calls. Coming up on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Talking to Rob Sampson, State Senator from Wolcott, and a, a Constitution guy, a a person who is driven by principles follows those principles in a in a clear linear way that everybody can understand that what you see is what you get which is not true of most 
people in elective office and even most people in the Republican Party in the state. Rob, thanks again for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, and you're totally right, Todd. It's about ideas. That, that's the most important thing. You know, the, Socrates, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but he said that, um, you know, the smartest people among us talk about ideas and uh, the dumbest people among us talk about people and um, plenty of other people talk about events. I, I don't remember the exact uh, uh, quote, but mm-hmm. that translates perfectly into campaigns and politics. Mm-hmm. You know, people are voting based on personalities, what Biden, Trump, DeSantis. They should be voting on ideas, um, and that's what we have to put forward. And, and I have a question for every Republican, uh, you, know, you know, faithful Republican voter listening, and that is to really ask yourself a basic question, which is what's more important to you? Is it the victory of the Republican Party, or is it to move the agenda of the policy ideas that you want to see realized? And for me, it's always been trying to move the... That's the reason why politics exists. And, you know, the Democrats, they get one over on us because they never forget that. They move their agenda all day, every day. They never stop. Uh, And Republicans get caught up with, well, well, you have to modify our positions to win because it's a blue state. And you know what? That's not winning. Winning is moving your agenda, even if the Democrats do it for you. Well, the big price that's paid, I think, is that because... Republicans feel like they have to compromise in order to survive politically. I think that's what drives them, that the ideas don't get communicated in there. Then you don't you're not building structures upon which everybody can stand. The argument for our ideas is not being made. That's exactly what you're saying. When you have candidates that are not fighting for why we want individual liberty or smaller government and explaining why, well, then those arguments are lost. And that's why parts of Connecticut and parts of the country are getting more and more blue all the time, because the Republican candidates are failing at their duty to try and make the case for the Republican agenda. And, you know, it's the one thing I keep trying to remind people all the time that, you know, if we lose it, uh, it's gone forever. It's not like we're going to be able to, to, you know, rekindle it from the ashes. And um, if we don't have enough people that know these things to teach others, uh, you know, it's going to spiral even more quickly. So how does one differentiate oneself in a way that this can work? How do Republicans go out there and make an argument that will work when what Democrats are doing is using tax dollars to buy elections? They are funneling money to their core constituencies. That that has become, in the state of Connecticut, a wall that gets taller every year and tougher to jump over you're absolutely correct uh and of course you know uh, simultaneously you have the producing uh population of connecticut leaving uh for uh you know greener pastures in florida and south carolina and so on and we're simultaneously attracting people that uh want to you know participate in a more progressive uh socialist uh system with that uh, creates dependency on the government. But I still think that there are far more people in Connecticut that would embrace American principles and values over dependency, especially if they understand where that leads, which is uh, to terrible, terrible places, and all you have to do is look at history to discover what that means. Um, so I, I don't know. The, the, the thing to do is to call the Democrats to the carpet for their record. Um, they, they are a gift. The, the policies that they have put forward are atrocious, and their record and the um, the failures uh, that uh, you can tie directly to Democrats are numerous. And that's what I do in a campaign. 
And I do that, uh, number one, by going after them on policy only, not on personal. Remember, mm-hmm. ID, is not, ID is not people. And then uh, being able to defend my own positions, uh, which I think is, is a major flaw in Republicans in Connecticut, by the way, which is that a lot of times I see people vote the wrong way on bills because they simply do not want to go home to their district and explain why. They don't, it's too hard. You know, I, I voted against a, a ban on assault weapons because is a very hard sentence unless you know the argument and you understand your principles very clearly. Well, you've also got to have a way to disseminate it. You've got to have the lines of communication open to to your core voters, right? Absolutely. Well, you've got to work on that every day. We have more ability to communicate with interested voters today than ever. Social media, the Internet, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many things you can do. Um, And most politicians run from that. You know, they, I hold as many town hall forums and coffee hours and things that I can in my district as I possibly can, because my focus has always been the same thing, Todd. I'm trying to teach the people to demand what I want to see for the future. Ideas again. Yeah. And um, sadly, a lot of people in both parties, they just they want to have the job and not do the work. Rob Sampson, it's great to have you there. You are a beacon. You're supposed to You're say thank beacon, you or something Todd. like that. <laughs> You are the beacon, Todd, not me. No, no, I'm just here on the radio, but you, you go out there and do it the hard way. Yeah. So, so I thank you for doing it, and it's important that you do, and I think everybody benefits. So I wish you'd come on more often and, and so everybody can get more familiar with you. You got it, Todd. Thanks so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it, and I appreciate everything you do every day to you know promote our value system and, and never hold back. Rob Sampson, thanks so much. See you, Todd. All righty. Rob's the state senator from Wolcott. Check him out online. Do what you can to support him, follow him on social media, stuff like that. Well, we've been talking about Donald Trump and, and uh, the turning point that I think we have reached where we have to embrace, well, we have to at least be open to a competition for who's going to lead the party moving forward on a national basis. And I think loyalty to Trump, as uh, Rob Sampson was just talking about ideas, not people, that that's what we need to focus on. Scott's in Hartford. Hi, Scott. Hi, Todd. How are you? Thanks for the call, Scott. Go ahead. Oh, I love your show, by the way. Thank um, you. The first thing I wanted to say was um, when I voted, I was really shocked when I walked in and they said to me, okay, your name, your address, there you go. And I voted. And I showed no ID. Mm-hmm. And, and they I didn't ask myself, for one? No, no. And I thought to myself, this is off of Farmington Avenue in Hartford. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, what kind of an election are, are we having here in the state of Connecticut? And that's, that was the most upsetting thing to me is that, you know, you don't have to prove who you are or show that it's your face or your but name. But they're supposed to get an ID from, from you. Did you uh, ask them they why they weren't doing that? For one. Nope. They did not ask me for one. But did so, you ask what was going on with that? Uh, no, I didn't, because when I read the room, I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. When yep. I read the room, I said, yep. I'm not getting anywhere here. All right. <laughs> so I, just, I got it. <laughs> I just let it go. But um, my other comment that I wanted to make to you was uh, when it comes to Donald Trump, I voted for him when he ran and um, and he won. And I was really happy about that. And I thought he was a great president a strong president, and then every time he came out and he opened up his mouth and he said some stupid stuff, I said, oh, my God, can you just 
really just pull it back. Because yeah, it's like accept people, your victories and let them linger for a little while instead of stopping on them. Exactly, exactly. So I, I, I was so frustrated all the time because my entire family is Democrat. And, uh, you know, it's very frustrating to say, how can you, for example, when Lamont ran, and he had an ad on television that said, our, our uh, Connecticut cities are safe. And I was like, how can this guy get away with this crap? When I looked up that Hartford is the number two most dangerous city in Connecticut, and it's in the top 100 in the United States. Yeah, well. How can, the- he, how can he make these statements and have people take him seriously? And then I said, oh, I know why. Because he has all the unions and he's giving them these huge checks. And, and because know, lying online. works well when there's there's no media to refute you. Scott, if you want to hang on, we can wrap up after news, but we've got to get to news. Stay with us on WTIC. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on. Why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. Friday, Friday. Don't forget last hour we have our food hour called Order Up. That's at 5 o'clock. And we will play some rants before then. And right now, we are finishing up our call with Scott in Hartford. What else do you want us to know, Scott? Oh, uh, I, I, I think I sang a song for you uh, about COVID, COVID-19, a while back. On the rant line that. or live? Uh, no, it was live. <laughs> no, it was a while back I wrote a song about COVID-19. But anyway, that's... Um, Thank you for that. ...every day when I drive. Uh-huh. And I love, you know, the thoughtfulness of it and... Uh, you know, I, I go home and I think about things the rest of the night sometimes. But what I wanted to say about uh, Trump is I think if he runs, it would probably be the worst toxic thing that our country could, could ever have. Um, despite the fact that he was a great president and did a lot of great things, I mean, for blacks, for the border, for the economy, you know, energy. I mean, she did so many great things, but He's a very toxic person and a polarizing person. 
And I think like a, a Ron DeSantis, um, Tulsi Gabbard um, ticket would be great. You know, you'd have, I don't know, is he Spanish or Mexican or Cuban or I'm not sure DeSantis. We're, DeSantis we're is, uh, I think, of Italian descent. I'm not certain. Oh, Italian. Okay. I thought he might be Spanish. But but um, I think Tulsi Gabbard, having left the Democratic Party and made making the statements that she did, uh and kind of putting them in their place, I think would be awesome to just keep replaying that over and over. Uh, unfortunately, Stefanowski didn't really, um, you know, uh, capture some of that energy uh, to go after um, Lamont and all of his lies. And I think he was just too passive. And I, I feel really bad because he should be our governor right now. Mm-hmm. A great guy. Um, solid person, great ideas, and I'm so tired of this state being a one-sided party um, and being one of the smallest states in the country and also one of the richest. Um, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me, you know, all these things that are going on. But I would like to see a change in the country, and the only way it's going to happen is from the top down. Uh, well, it it can happen from the bottom up, but I, I think uh, well, we need a little bit of both going on. Scott, well, thank you so much for all your kind words and for taking the time to talk. Go ahead, finish up. Thanks, Doug. Well, okay. Thank you so much. I like hearing people who can differentiate themselves from Trump. I like Trump. I voted for Trump. I voted personally. I voted for Trump twice. I wanted him to be president. But now is a new era, and my devotion is not to him. It's to getting America restored. David in Bristol. Hi, David. Hi, Todd. Yes, go ahead, David. Yeah, I just, uh, first of all, I enjoy your show. First-time caller. Oh, thank you. I think TIC does it right. Uh, I voted for Trump twice. The problem, I think, is that Donald Trump is definitely a builder, he took care of us, not only in the United States, but in the world. But Donald Trump, first of all, his big mistake was when he took office, he should have cleaned house. And he should have brought in people that were highly competent and that would be able to handle people like Comey, who makes fun of him to this day. Mm-hmm. The other thing is he listened to that governor from New Jersey, ex-governor, who told him about the guy that's in charge of the FBI. Another, another one that should have never been in charge of the FBI. Donald Trump is not a, uh, a people builder. He's a builder of buildings, but not of people. I like the guy. I think he's tremendous. I think he did a tremendous job. But I think it's time for him to build a library down in Florida, and his family should make it very strong. And now this thing of him blaming Milani, it looks so stupid. And it just it's showing how, how ignorant and how uh, narcissist that he can be. It's terrible. It's really terrible. Thank you for that, David. Anything else you wanted to tell us? No, the only thing is, I, I think, as well as you do and all the other callers, the best thing he can do is bow it out and let, let DeSantis or some other buddy build up. One more thing I wanted to say. I, I wrote to the Republican National Committee, and I told them, Republicans should show ads on, on Carter and what the oil was and what the inflation rate was, and the same uh, type of thing today with Biden. They didn't do it. That's all I got to say. Nobody listens, David. Thank you so much. 860-522-9842. Who pays any attention to us? Mark's in Watertown. Hello, Mark. Hey, hey, Todd. I called you at least 
three times about Trump is all done. I used to be the biggest Trumpster, but for various reasons, I don't want to go over it again. Uh, Trump is not going to win. I know that President Trump lost the Midas touch. All he will do is split the Republican Party. I could be wrong, but the Republicans may have a Thatcher. Remember Thatcher? It's time for a woman. Why not a Republican woman? Just to change things up. But I would like to know where she would get a billion dollars for the campaign. Well, the same place the other candidates who aren't Donald Trump got their money. I just hope that Donald Trump goes off and writes his library and goes off into the sun. He did a great job as president, but the power went to his head. Mark, thank you so much. I, I, I found it interesting what you said about about Donald Trump going off the rails. You didn't use that expression, but you said something like that. But I don't think that's the case. I think Trump is consistently himself and that being Trump worked four or five years ago, whenever he got elected, six years ago, it worked. And he didn't know it was going to work. He didn't know he was going to go to the moon like he did. It was a particular moment where the right product hit the market at just the right time in a way that nobody anticipated. Kind of like the pet rock became the big thing, meteoric sales and success. And then the times change and either you change the product and modify and adapt or you become irrelevant. That's the risk. And I feel like Trump is just not relevant anymore that the stuff that caused him to uh, always be the center of attention and always control the conversation now has, uh, the, the other side has figured out how to hack that and turn it against Republicans. And that's why, and because he doesn't adapt and he, he doesn't innovate himself, that he, he can't keep up with the changing times. 860522WTIC, Jake in Hartford. Hi, Jake. Hey, Todd. Thank you for taking the call. Well, I saw you. You were on hold for a while before and left, and now you're back, so I wanted to get you yeah, on. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, hey, Todd, you're one of the guys on uh, radio that I have an amazing amount of respect for. But I feel like you and uh, uh, Tom, for the last few days, been playing the right into the game plan of the left. For many years, uh, uh, they've been behind Trump that, you know, they always they, – they've been going – after Trump for many years, and the whole goal was to make people like yourself and everybody else in the country to know how bad person Trump is. And I know Trump has major issues. But I think the major problem with the Republican uh, and the so-called Republican is that we, don't, we are not strong enough. We have a whole machine in this country to trying to take down the country. And we as uh, Republican or our conservative, we are not strong enough. And that is the problem. So right now, the left and everybody else in the mainstream right now, they're looking at you and other people and say, yes, our magic is working because we want everybody to turn against Trump and in so doing so that we can remain in power. And I feel like you're playing, you're playing right into their game and everybody else. So my, my, my question to you, and everybody else, 
if you're a true, if, if Trump does go to the primary uh, and he wins, are you going to vote for him or you're not going to vote for him? Oh, sure. I'll, I'll vote for him. What I'm saying is I, I don't think he can successfully make that happen. And well, it's time for everybody to realize it. That's all. Well, but, you know, and that's the thing. Look at settlement in, in, in Pennsylvania. This guy has nothing. He, but the Republic, if you look at, listen to the Democrats, they tell you that settlement is the, it's the next best thing. You know, and everybody's supporting him, and even they know that Fetterman is in no position to become a United States Yes, Senator. everybody knows it, and yet he yeah. won. Why did Fetterman win? Well, Fetterman won because the, his group, the, the liberal and the, the other people on the other side, they stood with their guy through it all. But because we, because the, the, the Democrat knows that Republican, we, we, we are not strong enough, and because that's what we give in so easily. Now, if Trump, if, if all these, if we the red wave would have happened, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. And because the red and, wave and the happen, reason the red wave didn't happen, I believe, is because of Donald Trump. So, well, you know, well, you could be not, you could be correct that we should just pick a horse and, in perpetuity, support that horse, even if he never wins a race. No, I think what we can do, we as we can strategize and find some other way. But we being on the air and spilling out how terrible this guy is that has opened many millions of. People I'm not eyes. saying he's terrible. I'm do. saying time has passed him by, and yeah. his his routine does not change. Yet times change. He doesn't adapt. I believe we need to adapt. You can look at Ron DeSantis and even Carrie Lake, who's a beginner at this, and say, wow, these are savvy people who are demonstrating how to capture the energy that Trump has that made him a phenomenon and not have the liabilities that made Trump fall. Well, well, the reason why we're saying Trump has all these liability now is because of how much that the left is after him. But the now, left is going to keep being after him, and they're getting well, better at it, Jay. Well, well are you going to guarantee that dissenters or whoever that you guys want to be out there, we, they haven't been tried and tested? On there the are no guarantees, but, but Trump, Trump has been tried and tested, and he's he lost his last election, and he lost this election for us, and he's lost the Senate for us twice. So now we have to say, how many licks are we going to take for him? That's all. I've got to, I've got to run, Jake. I loved okay. your call. Thank you so much for making it. 860-522-9842. Rant line number is 751-4698. More coming up in just a moment on WTIC. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. We're still being propelled by devastating election loss. By the way, the Connecticut situation, I think, was driven by the Trump reaction from the Democrats to some extent. There is this dynamic where uh, female voters in particular just won't vote for, especially single women, will not vote for Republicans because the, the, they view anyone who is affiliated with the party as being a, a, a Trump acolyte. And that in, in states in which there was a governor's race going on that are borderline states like Connecticut, having a Republican who's compelling and well-financed and in a position to make a run for it was just shut off. So if you look at, if you look at um, where Stefanowski did not do well, 
It was in places where he did well before, where they had already accepted him before. But driven by two dynamics, the abortion dynamic and the um, what the Democrats call the, the democracy on the ballot thing, that you can see very clearly as you go state by state which states were ones that were energized by that dynamic. And, and uh, so, so this is... Um, this is a very real electoral phenomenon right now that we're talking about. It's not a hypothetical for the future. That's how I look at it. RJ is calling from space once again where he orbits the Earth and has a different perspective than everybody else because he's looking at us from so far away. Hello, RJ. Hey, Todd. How you doing, man? I am uh, uh, delighted. Good. On a serious note, okay, you know, I'm just curious. I got a couple of points to make, so please don't hang up on me. Um, is the whole country now turning on Trump on conservative radio? Or I have no idea. I don't listen to conservative radio. Okay. Well, you know, it just seems like, uh, listen, I'm not an advocate for Trump. Like, I had no choice. I could not vote for Hillary. However, my candidate back then was Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've read Ben Carson's book. Now, are we now bound to DeSantis? Or do these other guys... Well, we're not bound to anybody. That's the point. Well, I'm going to throw another name at you. I like Paul Ryan. What happened to him? Um, He retired from politics. Well, he was young, intelligent. I mean, he was in his position because they valued him as a, a voice of reason. And I know there were people in the beginning in the Republican Party that were against Trump. Then they all jumped on board. But I still like Ted Cruz. I love Ben Carson. I'm just saying, every every time I listen to you guys, now the talk is all about Ron DeSantis. I mean, well, th- not he, me. I I mean, I think Ron DeSantis is is clearly the uh, the new dynamo in the party. But I'm not. I don't care who who the best guy is. Let the best guy win through the primary process. If that turns out to be Donald Trump, then that turns out to be Donald Trump. I'm just saying at this point, I wouldn't choose Trump because Trump is electrifying our side and the other side equally. And if you can't deliver your message in such a way that you reach your voters without provoking the other side even more, then, you know, you've got a real problem. I would recommend all your listeners to read Ben Carson's book because this guy is a very intelligent, very grounded person. And uh, Ted Cruz also. You know, we voted for a celebrity. We all got duped into it because we couldn't vote for Hillary, and he won the primary. However, I never liked the man. I loved his policies and what he did as president. So I don't feel like I was wrong voting for him. But Yeah, me too. Now... We're bound to, oh, my God, what if uh, everyone just blindly, he endorses uh, himself running again, and we blindly vote for him, and he loses horribly because we don't have a person who has. Sorry, I guess the connection to space (laughs) fell apart there. Jim's in Wellington. Hey, Jim. A couple things. Number one. I voted for Trump because of his policies and uh, the expected results, which we got. Number two, no, uh, nobody's at fault more than Trump 
the situation he's in concerning uh, his effect on what's going to go on, uh, you know, going forward. Mm-hmm. It's Trump pure and simple. The guy's got to have 75 million votes. He had a pretty, uh, the Republican Party had a pretty good slate of candidates going forward, with the exception of the ones that he endorsed. He's out there, uh, as early as yesterday, out there uh, demonizing DeSantis and then telling America last week he's going to have an announcement on the 15th, uh, two weeks, three weeks before the, uh, the, the uh, Georgia runoff election. And, and what he's got, he has more tools in the toolbox if he just changed his message, like I had mentioned a couple of months before, stuck to the five type items and did nothing but talk about those and the candidates in the states where they were running. That's all he had to do. And no, he's got to suck the political support out once again. Now, the last thing I'll say is Trump going forward. I can't vote for Trump going forward again because I know he can't divorce his, his bombast from his results. He can't do it. He can't be strategic. He, he, that's right. He has, he has no strategic idea or even a tactical idea of how to build the support around him without him believing he's the guy that can do that and without him stomping on the support that he he builds up his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt and even after band camp he might not be the greatest musician but with the three percent annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account your goal of supporting his dreams thanks for everything mom and dad will always be worth it Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.